Hello guys, this is Brandy from I Teach International. Um, today's podcast is going to be really helpful for you guys, especially given the situation um, that we're in in our economy today. So um, first thing is, we're going to talk about CVs versus resume. We did this topic before, but I think it's a little bit prevalent, prevalent now. Um, given that a lot of people are unemployed, they're looking for new positions. And so I kind of want to give you a little bit of insight as to what international schools are looking for and um, how you yourself as a teacher, whether you're a specialist, an educate, um, an administrator, how you yourself can market yourself and stand out amongst others and how myself and maybe thousands of millions of other teachers are able to get multiple interviews from international schools um, just solely based on our our experience that we have. Um, But before we go into that, um, I previously talked about the fate of international teaching. And I want to start off by saying this before we actually get into our topic. Um, If you, given the circumstances that the entire world. This is not an America thing. It's not a Middle East thing. It's not an Africa thing. It's globally affecting all of us around the world. And given that we all know the situation that we are in, we all have to be a little bit um, wise to the things that we're doing and the decisions that we're making. So with that being said, um, a lot of people are asking me, are international schools still hiring? How, given the the state of uncertainty that's going on, a lot of them are hiring, but they're hiring for teachers to teach online. They're hiring for teachers who are already inside of the country in which you're applying for. So if you're in America and you're looking for um, a, a job internationally, unfortunately, you might be teaching online from your home, in your home office, um, around the, from some students around the world. Um, how does that make you, how is that a good thing? Well, there's several good things to it. Your, your salary is going to be tax-free going into your American bank account. Um, you're going to get reimbursed for some things that you paid for already. Um, and you get to meet new people all over the world. I mean, and you also get, this is a new, 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 new way for many of you all who are solely brick and mortar teachers to hone in on this new skill that I have been doing for many years now, which is um, teaching online. So if you are um, needing help with that, um, we're going to be offering a, a um, some courses probably maybe some training probably to kind of help people guide them into transitioning into um, brick and mortar teaching from online teaching. And so this is something that um, will be free of cost to you guys. Um, You won't have to pay for it because a lot of people are dealing with, um, again, job loss, so people can't handle it. So um, we are going to offer this course free of charge. Um, Not sure when we're going to do it, Um, possibly maybe next month, but it will be free and this way you guys can learn some tips and some tricks from some um, amazing online teachers who've been teaching um, from for some international schools now and or some companies international companies and they've been um, amazing international teachers and these teachers can give you their 
um, their um, tricks that they use to help um, make their classes more um, interesting. Um, granted, there will be a caveat to that. Um, a lot of the some of these teachers that are teaching online, they're not teaching a an American curriculum or um, a British curriculum or maybe a Singaporean curriculum. So they are teaching like focusing solely on English. Um, and um, so you can still take these skills that these people are going to give you and apply those things to your own teaching methodology. Um, teaching online is very different from teaching um, in person because you are going to deal with a lot of different things. And so we'll talk more about that on my other podcast that I have um, with my other company. Yes, I do have another company because I have an online language school. It's an ESL company. Um, and uh, it's uh, I speak English online.com. So um, on that podcast, I will be talking about that. Um, some tips and some tricks teachers can use to help um, boost up their classroom. And um, every day we give a le- uh, an English lesson for free um, for our students. And it'll also be posted on our Instagram and Facebook page as well. Um, and also, before we get into today's topic, we are also giving, um, I Teach International is also um, sponsoring this workshop that we're giving um, for free. Um, this is, I'm in a very given mood, in a giving mood, and um, giving a lot of things away for free. Um, so um, I want to help those individuals who want to achieve financial freedom and who want to actually um, become entrepreneurs. So I want to help you. I did not have a mentor. I still do not have a mentor. Um, I, the only person that I'm relying solely on is my my research that I do, the books that I read, and me watching other entrepreneurs that I see are successful. And just a lot of prayer and, de- and definitely a ton of meditation. Um, so I can give you my tips and my tricks and the things that I'm dealing with. And so and I'm bringing that to this to this workshop that I'm offering for free for everybody. Um, it'll be a two-day event on the 29th of August and the 30th of August. Um, and if you go to our Facebook page and our um, our website, um, I'll have some details there posted about this event, um, and you'll see. And so it's a two-day event. If you're interested in becoming an entrepreneur and you're wanting to know how you can start your own ESL company, um, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. It's money to be made. You can definitely do it. Um, Join us. It's totally free. There is another caveat to this. It's limited to the first 25 teachers um, because a lot of times people are not very serious about this. And I wanted this to be more of an intimate space where um, I could talk to people that are very serious um, and um, we can talk, you can ask questions, and it'll be for an hour um, each day. We'll do, I'll do 30 minutes of talking about giving you guys some tips that have been really helpful for myself and then another 30 minutes of Q&As from you guys. So if you're interested, go to my website, um, www.iteach.international. You can also go to our Facebook page, um, I Teach International, or go to I Speak English Online, um, dot com, um, I Speak English Online's Facebook page, or 
at I Speak English online um, on Instagram or at I Teach underscore um, underscore international um, on Instagram to find us. And there's a wealth of information about the workshop, but I am definitely going to post information about the workshop today and I'm going to post it on both of the websites today. So definitely um, if you're interested, now's the time. Um, don't think for one minute that because we are experiencing a pandemic that people are not wanting to spend money and people don't have money to spend. They do. So, and it's not sure to sit, it's not for either any of us to figure out who has money, who doesn't, and why they have money. That's none of our concern. Your concern is how you are going to get your stake into this and you can create um, an extra source of either residual income or more income for you and your family or for yourself. So go do those things and we look forward to seeing you guys. So let's get into what I want to talk to you guys about today. So um, we previously talked about CVs versus resumes. So when Americans, when we hear CVs, we we equate a CV with this long drawn out document that's that's um, that lists all of our academia that we have from when we are in college. However, when you are talking about the international world, a CV is not what an international school wants to see. They don't want to see a 30 page dissertation or 30 page um, resume, a, you know, document of all of your of your accomplishments. And that is not to downplay your any of your accomplishments. That's an amazing thing that you took the time to get a doctorate degree and you volunteered and you're doing all these just amazing things. But to be honest, even when teachers send me CVs, if it's past three pages, I'm not looking anymore. I don't, I lose interest. And so if I lose interest after the third page, imagine what schools are doing too. They're trashing them. And that's exactly why they hire people like myself and other recruiting companies to weed out those, those where the filters for them to find out who's qualified for these positions and who's not qualified for these positions. So with that being said, um, we know that we're going to use a CV here in America if you're trying to get a job working at the collegiate level. But if you are trying to go work at an international school, you're not you're not going to use that. You're going to use a resume. And so think about all of the accomplishments that you have done. And as you're thinking about all of the jobs that you've done, all of the things that you are, you know, that you've done that are really, really commendable, you now need to think about what's worth putting on this resume. And it's not going to be past three pages long. Once you figure that out, then you need to see if those skills that you have align with the position in which you're applying for. If they do not go hand in hand, then you need to probably start eliminating things, taking things away, um, because at some point you're not you're no one's going to look at your resume. You're going to get bypassed and people are not going to want to be um, they're not going to hire someone that's not qualified for the position. And so you need to do that. It's gonna be a process of elimination. Clean it up. Um, you need to make sure, you, you need to make sure that you're not 
um, overselling yourself and don't by any means do not lie do not lie on your resume or your CV do not lie do not lie I'm repeating this over and over and over and over and over again do not lie because eventually if your skills do not align with what you say that you can do it's going to manifest when you are in the classroom or whatever position that you're applying for and they're going to find out and it's eventually going to come crumbling down and the reason why and a lot of people i understand are desperate and they want to find jobs they need to find a job because they need to get out of the circumstances that they're in but let me tell you this schools most international schools either the really good ones the top tier top tier one tier one schools are are going to accept anything um you know they're not most i'm sorry not tier one but um the tier three schools which are not very good schools are not going they're going to set probably um teachers that are not qualified and you don't want to be at that type of school so the tier one schools tier two schools those schools do not have the time to sit and train new teachers. They don't. You already need to come in rocking and rolling and knowing what you're going to do. You need to be able to do lesson plans. You need to be able to know how to do anecdotals. You need to be able to know how to do um, incorporate different methods of pedagogical methods into your teaching. You need to know how to be able to reach your students on different levels and all other things. So don't lie on your resume because eventually it'll catch up with you. Whether you're a teacher, you're an ICT specialist, you're a, a German teacher, whatever your expertise is, don't lie. Just be honest. And if they don't want to take a chance on you, someone else will, you know, but don't lie on your resume. Um, so let's talk about now that we talked about those things. How can you make yourself more marketable in any industry? And just to be clear, I teach international. We do focus solely on educators and anyone in the whole teaching capacity. However, we do work doing resumes and CVs um, specifically for everybody in any industry. So you do not have to be an educator. You can be someone working in the... Um, computer industry whatever your industry is we can help you um but teaching is just our specialty that we focus on because we know what they're looking for but um we do know how to fix resumes and cvs for uh, for every type of industry in which you're looking for um but the first thing is how can you make yourself stand out amongst the others don't use passive voice like i've seen so many people's resumes and cvs they look awful they look terrible and you know and as educators you know we have to lead by example and if i'm a teacher and the way that i we already know the way that we speak that's not the way that we we articulate those thoughts on pen and paper and so if your thoughts are all jumbled on paper imagine what an employer is your future employer is thinking about too so you have to be very careful about how you're writing your resume don't use passive voice you're always use um, active voice 
Um, keep it simple. There's no need to write a 15-page biography for each bulleted point that you have. Use adjectives and, I mean, make yourself stand out. What is one of the the biggest things that you've done for this position? And that's going to be the one of the things that's going to stick out amongst all of the other teachers. And, you know, if you're trying to get a job internationally, the biggest thing that they are looking for is someone who has worked with children from from other nationalities. If you have been able to teach children from other countries, if you have been able to teach adults from other countries, you're able to handle that kind of that kind of capacity, then guess what? You are probably going to stand out amongst another teacher who has not. Also, add your add some experience that you've had. Maybe you did a volunteer trip for your church or some other type of organization. You went to Honduras, you went to Colombia, you went to Paraguay, you went to some other country. You went, maybe you went to Jordan or, or Lebanon or um, some other country, maybe Kenya. You did volunteer work in those countries. Put that down, put that down. Anything that says, shows that you've been a part of anything international, and especially in the in the capacity of where you if you're especially if you're trying to teach in the capacity of your teaching volunteering teaching or you're doing anything dealing with the native speakers there put it down if you don't know how to articulate that write it down and 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 ask for help you know ask someone to help you we're here to help you um make sure that you have references um it's not necessary to put your references on your your resume or your CV. Um, well, we're talking about the international world. So now we're talking about a resume slash CV, same thing. So it's not necessary to put your references on there, but it is helpful because if if the, the, the school is interested in you, they're either gonna do one or two things. They're going to contact the recruiter and they're gonna say, you know what, we're interested. I wanna talk to her again. And so, then they're going to make another appointment to speak to you. Then they're going to say, okay, we see that you have these references on here. Is this person still a viable reference? And if they, and if that's the case, then they can immediately contact them. And that's shaving off a plethora of time from you having to go through these whole exchanges of emails when, voila, you have it already there. So that's one thing, but there's, it's not necessary and nor is it mandatory. Um, Another thing, there's been huge topic about whether put a picture on your CV, don't put a picture on there. Me personally, I do not advise any of my clients to do that. Um, it's most of the time schools, they don't know what you look like at all. All they have is your name, your qualifications, and that's it. And based on your name, they're, they're th- they have an idea what you might be but it's not until they physically see you and they're saying, okay, this is her. But you don't want to give anyone any reason to discriminate against you based on your physical appearance. Your, your credentials should be the mediating factor why they are choosing you. So with that being said, I would not advise putting any type of picture on there. Go, in there, go into whatever interview you have, dress, dress smart make sure that you answer smart and you'll get the position. 
So let's recap what we talked about thus far. Um, when you, there are distinctions between a CV and a resume, as we all know, and we've talked about this before. Um, but in the international world, a CV indeed is a resume. So do not have a 13-page biography of all of the schools that you've worked at internationally. Um, schools don't want to see that you hop around from school to school to school either. Be, be, um, have a track record. Be a proven person that's responsible. And it's okay if you are single and you're just wanting to travel and you stay at a country for two years. You do your time there for your contract duration and you move on to another country. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. But be prepared to answer that during your interviews when they ask you that. Um, next, don't use passive voice, okay? Make sure you're using active voice. Use a lot of adjectives. Make sure that you're expressing yourself correctly um, and that you don't have any grammatical errors. You know, go back, reread it, double check it. If you're thinking that you made a mistake, have somebody else double check it for you. That's what friends are for. Um, the next thing is don't lie. Do not lie under any circumstances. Eventually, the truth will come out that you don't have the credentials that you're saying that you have, and it's going to end terribly. So just be honest. Um, keep it simple. Like, you don't need to write a 20-page um, autobiography about each bulleted point of your job description. Keep it so simple. If your job description, you know, if you are a administrator, talk about your leadership roles. Because if you're applying for a position as an admin, they don't want to see that you oversaw the buses that came to pick up the kids at 3.40 p.m. And you oversaw the teachers in the theater, the theater room who were painting or decorating the theater room for the graduation. Like they don't want to see that, you know, they're looking to see how many teachers did you manage? How were you able to create a budget? How and, and in the international world, the you don't have most. Let me go back. In America, admins are responsible for budgets of the schools. And it's very it's a very stressful role here in America for, as, a, as a role of a principal because you're dealing with money, finances, not just money from the state, but federal money too that could get a lot of, you know, if it's misappropriated, could cause a lot of people to get in trouble, not just from the state that you're in, but federally, like doing jail time. So um, overseas, it's not that same reality. Um, you have other things like overseeing how the teachers are doing it's just it's it's totally different so um highlight your skills highlight what countries you taught at show your diversity and your diversity in teaching and how you're able to incorporate that into you know your team and how you welcome camaraderie amongst your team those are some things that they're looking for and if you're a teacher highlight your skills what are you doing like how, what skill that, that you possess that you, that's going to differentiate you from some other teacher? Um, and then just make sure that you have references on standby. Um, and because if they're prepared to offer you, you think that they're going to offer you a second interview, usually at that point that they're offering you a second interview, they're extremely interested. 
very very interested and so once they offer you a second interview your references need to be on hand to send out those notices because they're waiting on those notices to come back once those references come back then that's it you're probably going to get made an offer and once your offer is made that's when things start changing ball starts rolling and then your life changes and you need help with getting documents done so that's a whole nother story so that's um our thing for today tomorrow um topic we're gonna talk a little bit about um how to prepare yourself um for moving abroad like mentally because a lot of times many people they think that they're ready to move abroad and in actuality they're really not and why i say that is because sometimes um we what we think that we want we really it's not what is intended for us and so um you have to make sure that you're using the best decisions um when you are are choosing the countries that you're choosing to live in making sure that you're leaving um that you mentally are prepared emotionally are prepared because oftentimes again as i said before people move abroad for so many different reasons so many different reasons and it's totally okay for whatever reason that you're choosing to to move abroad but what's not okay is if you're choosing to move abroad to escape from the problems that you have because guess what wherever you are at those problems are still going to be there like they're still going to be there you know there's no way around that so um our our respect you know i want to make sure that you are able to understand that and you're able to um not run away from those problems because they're still going to be there and in fact they'll manifest into something much greater and in fact that's something that we talked about before um but i think that this is something that is probably um prevalent now because a lot of people are dealing with a lot of different things given that we are in a really difficult time right now um so with that being said um I always like to end our um our podcast on a motivational quote and I'm going to um give you the quote um from George Adair and it is everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear and this quote I think is important and I don't think it's just important for everyone not just the people that I'm speaking to but I'm also when I say these quotes I say them specifically for myself um because you know we have to be we have to um do as you know our actions should show in what we're doing and so um I try to be a a pillar of that and so and I also believe this quote is true so you can't allow um whatever is hindering you whatever problems that you have to stop you from being great those problems or those situations that we are facing they're only temporary um it's not going to rain forever it's not it really isn't um the situation that we're in right now with the pandemic is not going to be forever it didn't it, the pandemics from hundreds of years ago the bubonic plague the um the the black death all of these 
these those plagues um, did not last forever, you know. And since we know that they didn't last forever, we have to be smart and don't allow fear to cripple you or or to determine how great you're going to be. So you can do this. If you are looking to move abroad and you have questions and you don't know where to begin and you you just need help, you can go to our website. It's www.iteach.international and schedule appointment. It's totally free. We're here to help you and answer any questions that you have. Um, maybe you need help with your CV or your resume. Go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's totally free. We're here to help you. So with that being said, see you guys tomorrow. We'll talk about um, some different, a lot of different topics. Um, what I just said earlier um, is one of the main things that I want to talk about, um, how to prepare yourself moving abroad, but also some other little things that we can talk about as well, too. So see you guys tomorrow. Have a wonderful day and be safe.